everything we've read off on this prayer sheet now because we take it very seriously. We ask you to bless in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. If you would, turn your Bible. I've been anxious to get to the message tonight. I was watching the news, and I wish I hadn't watched it, but uh, I watched the news, and one of those that's running for governor, I believe it is of Georgia, uh, said a while ago that the crisis, the way to take care of the crisis is abort little babies, and we wouldn't have so many mouths to feed. I never heard of such a thing, and I mean openly said that on national TV. And I cannot believe that, uh, what the world is coming to. Now, if you'll stay with me tonight, I want to show you something that's taught in the Bible. In Matthew chapter 16, Matthew chapter 16, I'm beginning reading verse 1. The Pharisees also with the Sadducees came and tempted and desired him that he would show them a sign from heaven. He answered and said unto them, When it is evening, you say it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and lowering. O oh, you hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky, but can you not discern the signs of the times? A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. And there shall no sign be given unto it but the sign of the prophet Jonas. And he left them and departed. And when his disciples were come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. Then Jesus said unto them, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. And they reckoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have taken no bread. Uh, which when Jesus perceived, he said unto them, O ye little faith, why reason you among yourselves because you haven't brought no bread? Do you not yet understand, neither remember the five loaves of the five thousand, and how many baskets you took up? Neither the seven loaves of the four thousand, and how many baskets you took up? How is it that you do not understand that I speak it not to you concerning bread, that you should beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Then understood they how that he bade them not beware of the leaven of bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. Now, taking those verses, here's a very important doctrinal chapter in the Bible. If you take time to study this whole chapter verse by verse and ask the Holy Spirit to help you to understand it, then there are many cults today you'll not get mixed up with. For instance, verse 1, The Pharisees also with the Sadducees came and tempted, desired him that he would show them a sign from heaven. Now, a lot of commentary is spent on who and were these Pharisees and Sadducees. But there are two things we need to know about them tonight. Number one, the Pharisees and Sadducees were people like uh, described in 2 Timothy 3 and verse 5, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. They're like the liberals of today. Liberals first deny the written word of God, 
the way they do this is bring in a new translation to the Bible. And as time passes, they get a bolder and bolder until now they deny the very existence of the virgin-born Son of God. The word incarnate. Uh, here's what I'm talking about. Most of these new translations of the Bible say Jesus was born of a young woman, not a virgin. But the Bible says He was born of a virgin. Now, go back with me for just a minute. In, or, or forward a little. Anyhow, to John. Go to John chapter 1. And I want to read just uh, uh, three verses there in John chapter 1. I want to show you what the Bible says about the virgin birth and the Lord Jesus Christ. In John chapter 1, in verse 1. And then I want you to look at verse 14 and verse 18. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Now, that's the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the Word, all right? Now, verse 14. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten, the Father, full of grace and truth. Then in verse 18. No man has seen God at any time, the only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father. He has declared Him. Now, what that is saying is... I've had people come to me, show me God and I'll, I'll believe in God. Well, the only God you'll ever see, according to the Bible, is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is God, and He's God in the flesh. Now, let's look at these two things, two sects of false religions. The Pharisees and the Sadducees were enemies, number one, of each other. Now, Jesus had exposed the Pharisees and the hypocrites and the Sadducees, denied the resurrection and the spiritual world. Therefore, these Pharisees and Sadducees could not agree in doctrine and practice in their own religions. But we find them united now against the Lord Jesus Christ. Today, the denominations who disagree on religious worship are getting together against true Christianity. They deny the inspiration of the Bible. They deny the virgin birth. They deny the bodily resurrection of Christ. Now, all this is leading to a one-world church. The one-world church will be the most ritualistic and liberal union of religion ever to exist upon the face of the earth. It will include Protestants, Roman Catholics, and Jewish religions. And it will be founded upon the doctrine of the fatherhood of God and the brotherhood of man. Now this union will bypass the cross of Christ and His blood atonement. And through education and reform, it will bring men into the false kingdom of Satan himself. Now, they already exist in form of the National Council of Churches of Christ and the World Council of Churches. Now, this ecumenical union will base its doctrine on the denial of the virgin birth, the denial of the blood atonement of Christ, the denial of Christ's bodily resurrection. Now, without those things, there is no salvation. Now, 
Notice again, number two, how you can tell a cult from true religion. Verse 1 again. The Pharisees also with the Sadducees came and tempted and desired him that he would show them a sign from heaven. Now the difference in true salvation of the soul and false religions of all kind, salvation of the soul is by faith and faith alone. Not by signs, not by wonders. If you not believe the Bible as God's Word and do what it says to be saved, then you will not believe if God Himself showed Himself openly to you. God makes Himself known to all mankind through His Word. Romans 10:17. Faith come by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Now, don't you turn over to Luke with me a minute. I'll get to something now if you'll stay with me before I'm through. In Luke uh, chapter 16, and uh, I'll just skip over. Most people know uh, the rich men and poor men, uh, and two men died. One went to heaven, one to, went to hell, okay? Now we come down to verse 27. Then he said, I pray thee. Let's back up to verse 25. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receive thy good things, and likewise latter evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And beside all this, between us and you, there is a great gut fixed, so that they would not, uh, which would pass from his to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldest uh, send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Abraham said unto him, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. Now what he's saying here up to here is, if you want to be saved, if you don't want to go to hell, if you want to go to heaven, then the Bible is what you go to. He's talking about Abraham and the prophets. That's the Old Testament and the New Testament. That's the Bible. And he said in verse 30, Nay, now this man is in hell, and this is what he's saying. He's putting up an argument about how to go to heaven. Verse 30. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. And he said unto them, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, that is the Bible, neither will they hear, be persuaded though one rose from the dead. In other words, what he's saying here, if you don't believe this Bible record of salvation, you wouldn't believe if Jesus walked down the aisle. You wouldn't believe if God himself walked down the aisle and started preaching to you. Now that's what the Bible says. So we're not saved by signs and wonders. Now note something with me very carefully. Today we still have people standing in pulpits preaching salvation by signs and wonders. Water baptism, for instance, is a sign. And there's churches that preach that you can't go to heaven without being baptized. Speaking in tongues is a wonder. You can't, and it churches preach that if you don't speak in an unknown tongue, you can't go to heaven. Taking communion is a sign. Other churches preach if you don't take communion, you can't go to heaven. But, Acts chapter 2, verse 21 and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now notice something. No signs, 
No wonders here. Just simple faith in God's Word. Listen to it again. And it shall come. Now remember, they did signs and they did wonders before the canon of Scripture, which is the Bible, was completed. When it was completed, no more signs, no more wonders. You have the Word of God. So, uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 21, And shall come to pass, that's today, the day of grace, that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans 10, 13. Now, these same Pharisees in Matthew chapter 16 would have known Jesus was their Messiah had they beheld, read and studied John 6 and verse 14. This is this. Then those men, when they had seen the miracle that Jesus did, said, This is of a truth, that prophet that should come into the world. In other words, they saw the miracles he did. They understand this is the prophet that would come. That's Jesus. Now, all they had to do to be saved in was believe. That's the same as the people in the Old Testament. Let's go back now to uh, Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 18. In the Old Testament. Deuteronomy chapter 18. And I want to read uh, beginning in verse 15. The Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee, of thy brethren, like unto me. Unto him you shall hearken, according to all that thou desirest, as the Lord thy God, in Horeb, in the day of the assembly, saying, Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord thy, my God, neither let me see this great fire any more, that I die not. And the Lord said unto me, They have well spoken that which they have spoken. I will raise them up a prophet from among their brethren, like unto thee, and will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak unto them all that I shall command. And it shall come to pass that whoso will not hearken unto my words, which he shall speak in my name, I will require it of him. But the prophet, which shall presume to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, of that same speaking the name of other gods, even that prophet shall die. And if if thou say in thy heart, how shall we know the word which the Lord has spoken? When a prophet speaketh in the name of the Lord, if the thing follow not, nor come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord has not spoken. But the prophet has spoken it presumptuously, thou shalt not be afraid of him. In other words, the Bible makes it very plain. How do you know uh, who is right and who is wrong? If the Bible says something, the Word of God says something, if, I take, if I'm speaking from the Word of God and I read you the Word of God, it's going to come to pass. Why? Because it's the Word of God. Now, if somebody comes along and preaches some false doctrine from any portion of the Bible and they try to turn it around and say something, but I say it. I, one of my favorite stories to explain this is, uh, do you remember the prophet in the Bible? And God said, I want you to go into the, 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 and tell these people uh, my word. And he went and he said, now, 
When you go there, I want you to leave that city immediately after you have spoken and don't take any food, don't go into any house, don't have anything to do with anybody. Leave. And he was leaving and an old prophet of God came to him and caught him up by the roadside and said, An angel came unto me and said unto me, uh, You can come by my house and have some water and let me feed you. And so he went to the man's house and eat and drank, and God said, because you did not do what I told you, you listened to an angel instead of my word, and a lion caught him and killed him. Now, here's what I'm saying is, where I don't care if an angel flew through the building tonight and said contrary to the word of God, you don't believe it. You believe what the word of God says over everything else when it comes to salvation. Now, I want you to watch something. Turn with me to Matthew uh, chapter uh, 12. Matthew chapter 12. And look with me in verse 40. For as Jonas was three days and three nights in the wheel building, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Now that's the death in the barrel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now the gospel is spelled out clearly to us in uh, 1 Corinthians. And so if you'll turn over there, please, to 1 Corinthians, chapter 15. And let me read you the gospel to you. Beginning in verse 1. 1 Corinthians, chapter 15, and verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received, and wherein you stand, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, and how that Christ died for us in according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and then he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. Now you can't read anything else into that. I delivered unto you a miracle. I saw a ball of fire come down, and I believe in God. No, that's not what my Bible said. I delivered to you, first of all, the death and the burial and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, that's the gospel. Now, notice something. Let me give you six things about God's salvation that has never changed. Man's constitution and moral nature have not changed from those of fallen Adam, going all the way back to Adam, all the way up to where we're at now. Man's nature is he's sinful. Every one of us, we're sinful. You can't change that. That's been man's nature, his constitution, his moral nature ever since, and it always will be. Now, the reason I know that Turn over to Romans chapter 5 with me a minute. Romans chapter 5, and I want you to read a verse. Verse 12. Romans chapter 5 and verse 12. Wherefore, as by one man sin in the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all <clears throat> have sinned, not a few, all, every human being. That doesn't change, all right? That's from beginning to end. That's number one. 
Now, we're talking about God's salvation. Number two, man's need for salvation for sin has never changed. Romans 3.23. Now, the Bible says the gift of God is eternal life, but it says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So every human being needs God's salvation. Amen? Now, thirdly, God's provision for man's salvation has been eternally the same. It's by faith. Now, number four, by virtue of God's absolute nature, the plan of salvation could not buy one thing for one generation and something else for another generation. You know what the Bible says about God? The Bible says that God is the same yesterday, today, forever. He does not change. If He says something yesterday or 40,000 years ago or 10,000 years ahead of us, it's going to be the same. So if He said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved, it's the same today as it was in the past and it's going to be in the future. Number five, Jesus Christ, the covenant agent, is the same yesterday and today forever. Hebrews 13, verse 8. Jesus Christ is the one. We go all the way back to the beginning. The ark was a type of Christ. You get in the ark, they were saved. Outside of the ark, they're lost. Amen? Everybody outside that ark died. Everybody inside that ark was saved. That's the type of Christ. And you carry that all the through the Word of God. It's the same thing. You get in Christ Jesus today by faith, you're saved. You stay outside of Christ, you're lost. Number six, the act of faith has always been the means whereby man has been able to appropriate salvation or to bring it to yourself. Now, I want to read you some verses, and they all say about the same thing. Habakkuk chapter 2. Now, listen very carefully. Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. And you find that same word in Romans 1, verse 17, Galatians 3, verse 11, and Hebrews 11, verse 6, says, impossible to please God without faith. And people want to make uh, faith as something that's like uh, jumping out into a black space somewhere and just say, why save me, Lord? No. Faith is evidence. I got evidence. Now let me show you. So you know what I base my faith on? In the Lord Jesus Christ. Number one, the Word of God. If God said to me to do something, I'm going to do it. But I have other evidences. There's some in me that didn't used to live there. It lives there now. And I find it's the Holy Spirit of God. I have that evidence of the Holy Spirit in me. I have evidence that I have more than me believes in the Lord Jesus Christ. If I was the only one that believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, I'd be troubled. Amen? I think something wrong. But I have I literally thousands upon thousands since I got saved have met other Christians that have received Christ Jesus as their Savior and they've been changed from the life they used to live to a brand new life in Christ. And I look at that, that's evidence. Amen? That's not blind faith. That's faith with evidence. And, and you can go on and on. What the Bible is saying here, faith is believing what God said. I don't need to see something. I have it right here. And when you take it by faith, then you believe it. Now there's so many 
and, and, and I hesitate to say this, but it, because it really troubles me uh, that the pastors are getting caught up in this thing, and uh, that they're teaching differently than what the Word of God is. And I, and I talk to different people about this, and it's troubled me except this. The signs of the end times that as people get away from believing, Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale. That is a sign of the Lord Jesus Christ. He was three days and three nights in the grave and He ruled from the dead. When you get away from that, the Bible says Jesus is going to come. That's the sign I'm looking for. Where are we at today? How many people really believe that Jesus Christ is God in the flesh? That He died, He was buried, and rose again? Not many. I mean, compared to the world. Now, millions believe that. They believe in the Gospel. But compared to the world, the Bible says few enter in and many go into the hell. So few. So when you see it getting that way, look up. Your redemption draws nigh. Amen. That's why I get, I, I'm so excited every time I get to preach, every time I get to talk to somebody about the Lord, it excites my soul. And by the way, Brother Gibbs, uh, I, I saw you come in a little late, but that, uh, Brother uh, Evans passed away. You know, the, the tall fellow. Yeah, and uh, well, it, it hurt me so bad. Ms. Evans caught me in talked to me a long time on the phone and he passed away Wednesday but she said preacher you and your this, this church is the only church that cared for Brother Evans in his time of need and uh, I said that pastor up there that he was going to hadn't even been visiting one time and then when he did visit him uh, she said I promised uh, Rick that I would come to church with him next Sunday if you get out. And the pastor said to her, well, I need you to join the church and be part of the church. And she said, well, I'm of a different denomination. I can't do that. And he said, well, you can't come to church then. And broke her heart. Now that's where we're at today. We're at the, day, we're at the place that, where is that in the Bible? From a pastor or a preacher. Where is that kind of preaching? Where is that kind of compassion? It's not there. And I just want you to know something. We're living in the time that Jesus is going to come back soon. And I pray even so come Lord Jesus. Amen. Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, it's a great pleasure that we stand with the Holy Bible in our hand and preach the Lord Jesus Christ to our loved ones and friends in the Lord. But Lord, I hope and pray that somebody will hear for the first time and come to you as Savior. You're the only way. Bless us, we do pray now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Check in with somebody before you go, please. Not back our way, couldn't I? No. I got to go out. I can't go down that way. I get deep.